Hey friends, Dave Hagen here. You feeling trapped? Trapped by your job? Trapped by missed opportunities or opportunities didn't come your way? We're going to talk about that today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, thanks, Nick. We're here at Uncle Studios in beautiful downtown Van Nuys again, and I've got Nick Capella, our announcer, with us, and Brian Reed. Guys, thanks for coming in. Of course, Dave. Good to be here, as always. Something really different today, something a little radical today. Nick and I were, were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago about change and, and feeling trapped and, and uh, those kinds of things, and Nick recently uh, made a big decision to basically cash in what he was doing and to make a big change. He leaves for a couple days, in a couple days, to go down to uh, San Diego and, and go to law school. And as a result, he's he's living in a different place, living in a different town, incurred a bunch of debt, and he's making some really big changes in his life. And I said, Nick, let, let's talk about that. What what led up to that? And, and what did you do to really get yourself out of your out of your comfort zone? I think that that would be something really interesting to our readers. Now, before you all get all bummed out, Nick has said he'll still participate in the in the financial wellness of podcast. Of course, Dave, he'll, I'm not going to leave. He'll, he'll, he'll still be the announcer. He'll st- still come on and be on the podcast and, and kibitz. So he's, he's not going away. He's just not going to be here quite as much um, because he's going to be busy with um, $1,300 worth of um, um, law books. So, <laughs> so Nick, let's talk about this. Um, uh, how were you, how were you feeling when you were feeling trapped? What was kind of, what was going on there? What was your mindset? Well, you know, Dave, uh, I, I graduated with a, with a psychology degree from California state university, Chico. And I, I really just was not decide decisive on what kind of career I wanted to pursue. And so be, right before I got my degree, I was a server at a large corporate chain restaurant. And so I went back to the chain restaurant after I got my degree. And I was working there for about two years, and I just felt complacent. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I just felt kind of trapped. Like, I didn't have a goal, but I always had in mind since I was a kid, I wanted to become a lawyer. So let me get this straight. You always wanted to be a lawyer, but you got a four-year degree in psychology, and you're, you're waiting tables, basically, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. And so... Take me through that that emotional feeling there. Here you've got this secret desire, and yet, uh, you know, you you've got the next schedule that comes out, and you're you're waiting tables, making good money, I assume. But yeah, that, it, that's it, maybe not the point. Well, it it was at the time. That's the thing is that it was a short term goal. I I really didn't have any push yet at the time. I started waiting tables after I had my degree to have that push, but after the complacency of two years, I said, Nick. What are you going to do with your career? Because I just did not see myself waiting tables my entire life. And finally, after two years, I got impatient with myself. I said, Nick, what is your passion? What is your drive? Where do you see yourself? And I saw myself being a professional. And that was the final straw. After two years, I said, screw it. 
I am going to take the LSAT and I'm going to be a professional in the field of law. Take me through this, this emotional um, thought of getting impatient. What was that like? Sure. Well, I mean, the thought behind it is that I would have to take out such a large amount of loan money. And Dave, you and I have talked a lot about loans. And it, listen to the podcast, baby. <laughs> listen to the podcast. I, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, but but the thought is, is that I've always wanted to do something fulfilling. I've always wanted to do something to help other people. And being a server and having this experience of not really helping others. And going through with that, I felt was inhibiting my future goals. Now, was there, was there anything specific that you can point to that say, this is the event or this is the day that caused me to break out of the monotonum, if that's sure. even a word. The monotony, and I the believe. The monotonum, monotony. <laughs> uh, this is the specific day or time that I said, all right, I'm going to step out of my com- comfort zone. Well, There actually is. Okay. There was one time in specific that I remember I was just talked down to that my GM at the time, and I'm not going to say the establishment I worked for, just talked down to me and said, Nick, you know, just do your job. And I told myself, just do my job. I I have Yelp reviews regarding how well I was, how well I was doing at my job. Just do your job. And that's, that was, that was the straw that that broke the camel's back and said, you know what? I'm going to do what I feel I have the best chance of being successful. Yeah, I know a lot of people have a specific event or or series of events that causes them to do something like that. I know for me, when I went to, when I started thinking about maybe I should go to law school, uh, we were down in a parking lot. We parked the car down at the Pike in Long Beach and we got a, a, like a, a ticket and it said, you didn't put the $2 in the slot and I did. <laughs> and it says it's $2 today and $5 next week and $25 uh, the week after that. And I thought, wow, can, can people really do that? Can I really get pushed around like that? Maybe I need to know a little bit about what the heck's going on here. And that, that started me down the path. And then, you know, of course I realized when I said law school that I would get a lot of attention from girls. And so then, <laughs> then it was a sole deal, but typical day. <laughs> yes. But it was a very specific event that caused me to think about that. And I think I hear you saying the same thing, a very, very definitive event in time. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, albeit that the loans were significant, I, I just didn't want to wonder what if I did this or what if I did that? And I, I, I finally faced the vulnerability of taking out the loans, filling out the paperwork, and signing my name on the dotted line. And as one of my favorite hockey players once said, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And I'm a firm believer in that. Who said that? Wayne Gretzky. The Gretz, okay. All right, that's a quote I haven't heard the Gretz say. It seems like there was a a two-part... What's the word I'm looking for here, Dave? There was the initial desire to be an attorney and the dream of being attorney. Sure. And while you were serving, you were still in the dream yes. of the attorney mode, but something clicked and then desire kicked in to actually pursue it. Yeah. And, and coming from that con, the, the last concept, you know, just the, the, the desire came from seeing my potential future. And just seeing what I could yield as a lawyer and not having the what if 
what if this or what if that? And finally just, you know, just getting impatient with myself and it was just getting impatient. I feel that if more people were to get more impatient with themselves and ask them what they really want, whether it's a raise or whether it's striving for a future career goal, I feel that that would help um, alleviate some of the stress of feeling trapped. I mean, this is like the second time I've heard you say impatient. So maybe maybe this is you know a tip for someone listening who feels trapped. Get get impatient yeah. with your situation. Get impatient with yourself, and 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 I think I also hear you saying you know take that shot. Go you know go for it. I remember years ago I I sat down with a guy um, regarding a potential bankruptcy, and he worked at like uh, I don't know um, Hughes Aircraft, and uh, he had wanted to publish a book. And so he licensed some rights and he put together, he wanted to do it electronically. And he put together this electronic book and he didn't sell that many and it put him it put him into bankruptcy. And, and as we were signing the paperwork, I said, well, you gotta be really bummed out. And he goes, no, no, because everybody that I work with talks about doing it and didn't try it. At least I tried it. It didn't work out and I've got some consequences I got to deal with. But I tried it and I'm going to be happy about this time in my life. And I thought, wow, that's crazy. Exactly. And and I brought this article in. It's It's a 2017 CNBC article entitled, Hate Your Job? Feel Stuck at Work? Here's what you have to do. And the, the article has several quotes from personal finance guru, guru Ramit Sethi. And Sethi says, every day you are at your job that you're not being challenged, that you're, not be, that you're not given more responsibilities. You're not building your skills. Every day you're at your job, your skills are actually deteriorating because there's somebody out there who's being, being given more responsibility. They're getting paid more and they're building amazing relationships. If you spend enough time in a job that you hate, and that doesn't challenge you, you almost can't catch up with your professional peers who have been gaining momentum in jobs that they enjoy and push them. And I really think that this concept can resonate with a lot of the financial wellness podcast listeners out there. What do you think, Dave? No, I, I agree. I think that uh, you got to get out there. You got to take that chance. Um, and you got to do what you want to do. You know, my, my uh, college football coach said to me, he says, you know, Life is like an amusement park. There's a lot of rides to ride, but the park's only open for a certain period of time, so you better get out there and and figure it out. And all of us offensive linemen were going, huh, huh, what? Let's hit the sled. But, you know, um, I've I've kept that in my mind and and tried to use that in a positive way. So, um, you know, I think you're right. Tell me me about what it was like to, like, you know, sign on the line with a new lease and a new town and... And for, oh my God, the, the student loans that you take on for law school, that scared the hell out of you? It scared the hell out of me in the beginning, but I'll tell you what, Dave, it really, believe it or not, it, it made me feel free. Right? It, it, yeah. it, it, it was like I am starting a new life. I was engaged. I was happy. And I can't wait to see the fruit of my successes. And it really has empowered me um, to take these leaps of faith. Wow. And, and let me be clear again, a new life except for the podcast. You're not, not going to get away from it this, this easily, man. I, I, I will not, Dave. I, I make you that promise. So, so a third tip might be look fear right in the eye. Look at it straight up. Yeah. Was it FDR that said, feel the, feel the fear and do it anyway? I like it. I like it. All right. So now you're getting ready to like uh, leave these environs and 
leave the comfort of Van Nuys and and go down to San Diego. What's that like? Uh, doesn't get above 85 degrees and below 65 degrees. How do you beat that, Dave? <laughs> I mean, right now, I think it's uh, three days straight in the hundreds. So. Yeah, but see, I can tell you still haven't thought this through because At all. The, the, the law library is always 72, Nick. And you're you're going to be spending a oh. lot of time in the law library, baby. Don't, don't remind me, Dave. Don't remind me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, Nick, thank you for taking some time to kind of walk us through these, wow, really um, personal decisions and um, a very um, uh, a personal reflection on on your life, and and leaving that very very honestly and candidly, frankly, um, with the leaders and, and readers. And the thing I wanted to end with, Dave, is that I think that this can resonate with so many people. And at one point or another, people feel trapped. And I just wanted to enlighten those who might be in the same situation or have felt that they were in the same situation. That there always is a light at the end of the tunnel. Wow. So. Get impatient, take a chance, look fear straight in the eye, a couple of good tips. And do it anyway. And do it anyway. I like it. I like it. Well, good luck to you, and, and I'm looking forward to hearing your experiences about your, your first year in law school. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. As an additional bonus, each month, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right. Nick's got an email. Nick, what do you got for me? All right, Dave. So this one is from Joel. Joel says, I have an eight-year-old son. I'd like to start saving for his college education. What advice would you give me? Thanks. Well, Joel, first, number one, just start. Just start right now. Make that part of your monthly spending plan. I didn't say budget. I said monthly spending plan. Don't put what is left over every month into that account. Make it a specific line item in your spending plan. Maybe it's a hundred bucks, maybe it's fifty bucks, or maybe it's five hundred bucks. You know what? It doesn't matter. You just got to get into the habit of paying that towards the top of your important expenses um, every month. So start, start now, start today, start something. That's what you want to do. You want that interest to start to accrue for your son. Remember, at, at 7%, that money's going to double every 10 years. And if he goes to school, uh, on to college, a couple years after he graduates from high school, you've got potentially an opportunity to double that money twice between now and when he goes to school. So get that particular thing going. Now, where are you, where are you going to put that money? Well, again, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Separate account, bank. Put it in the bank. Just put it in the bank. 
when it gets to be 500 or 1000 bucks, you know, just let it accrue in regular interest, the real crummy rates that we all get on our, our bank accounts. When it gets to be 500 or 1000 then maybe you walk it over to a, a, a brokerage account, a, you know, a Schwab or a Fidelity or, you know, one of those kinds of places and open up an account for your son. You might even look into you know, an, an educational fund, a 529. And, and the, you know, the, the Schwab, the Fidelity people can walk you through that because there might be some tax advantages. But uh, that money will, will grow and it will then become money that, you know, your son can, can access. And, and frankly, I think that that's one of the best things that you can do for him. Certainly, the most important thing is bringing up a child and teaching them some morals and values and, and some of the lessons of life as, as, as he grows up. But to have the ability to pay or partially pay for a, a post-high school education, whether it's you know trade school or college or um, you know medical school or whatever it tends to be, um, is one of the most important things that you can and do for a child. And, and, and don't get caught up on having, you know, a million dollars so that your son can do whatever he wants. Even if you can pay for part of it, that would be really great. That would really give them a, um, a substantial leg up in terms of maybe not having to work as much while he's in school or maybe to worry about some of these other things and he can focus on focus on school. But that's what I would do. Point one, just start, just start now Two, make it an important thing every month to have a consistent, as much as you can, consistent amount to go every month into that account. Look into uh, 529 and other types of uh, tax advantage funds when it gets to be more than just a little bit of money. Take it, uh, you know, take it to a brokerage house and put it in some really, uh, you know, boring kind of investment like a, a mutual fund of some type. And uh, you'll be surprised when he graduates from high school, he will be very happy that, uh, you know, you've been working these many years to, um, you know, to put something together for him. So good for you. I like your forward thinking. Actually, your son's eight. So, you know, one of those one of those 10 year loops is almost used up, but you still got the opportunity to put a significant amount of money in there. And I think that's a really cool forward thinking um, kind of thing to do. So thanks. Thanks, Joel, for, for sending your email in and, and thanks for your thoughts. All right, Dave, I actually have one from a buddy of mine. My, my buddy David says, Dave. Your buddy's David? I'm your I'm your buddy David. You got another Wrong buddy? Dave, uh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, my, my buddy wants to know, uh, what would be the best way to start budgeting and investing in the stock market? Well, first of all, don't budget. Just don't budget. Don't do it. Budget's like a diet. As soon as you're on it, you don't want to be on it. No. Make it part of your monthly spending plan. Run your motor, not someone else's motor. Decide that every month you're going to set aside a certain amount of money. And again, it, maybe you start at 50 or 100 bucks to get into the habit. And it goes into a separate account. Maybe it goes into a, you know, at a, at a securities house like Schwab or Fidelity or one of those guys. And there's, there's many other places that'll do this. And it goes into a, you know, very boring investment uh, mutual fund kind of thing. But what you do is you start the habit. You start to create the habit. And I think that you will find that the first two, three years, it's going to be tough because it doesn't look like a whole lot of money. It's like, oh, right. there's like $600 in there. No... But as time goes by and you start to see the the growth in that uh, of the of the investments and you start to see the dividends and those kind of things now you start to get a little excited you go wow i made 
you know, as much as I made in a couple hours at work just for doing nothing. And it's just like growing quietly in the bank and you're kind of kind of dig it. And then you might even get more excited about trying to hit a specific goal or saying, wow, I could put even a little more money in there or my car is now paid for. So I'm going to take some of the money that I was putting in the car and I'm going to apply it towards myself. And then you're going to look at start looking at. Um, or be excited by opportunities that are out there. You're going to say, wow, Apple's coming out with a new thingamajig. That looks really cool. Maybe I'll get one of those, or maybe I'll buy some stock, you know? Or- yeah, yeah, it'll definitely get you started. And, and at least by getting started, it will then possibly create a new mindset of, you know, investing more and more and seeing where it goes. Right, right. So I think that, you know, one, get started, uh, two, you know, get excited, and and... And then you kind of see where it goes from there. I, I think that investing is, uh, uh, you know, as, uh, as a, it's got to be logical. It's got to be business set, but it's also very emotional. The way we did it with my son was, um, you know, he doesn't, um, he doesn't like school at all. And we're thinking, how do we get him involved in financial, you know, thinking about things financially? Well, he was, uh, as a kid, he was big into the uh, WWF. Worldwide. W, WWE now. WWE, yep. Worldwide Wrestling. Entertainments. And, okay. And he was, you know, the big, you know, he was following all the wrestlers and all that kind of stuff. So my wife gets him some stock in the in this company. Oh, I didn't know they were public. Yeah, it's a public company. And, and of course, it immediately, the bottom falls out oh, on God. it. And, and now that's a good lesson, though. That's a good lesson for a young kid. This is not money that's just going to grow for sure. You, you've got to be thoughtful about it. Now, um, you know, this was, this was a common talking point between the two of them, and they, and, and they enjoyed talking about it. And that investment has now come back to um, do really quite well and has turned into a significant amount of money. And he likes looking at you know, the price and how much is in there. And it's got him interested in, you know, in investing. Um, it's got him interested in setting aside now some of his own money yep. to be part of that account and what the possibilities for that could be long-term. And so, um, you know, it, it's starting the habit. It's getting excited about the habit. It's looking for a way to emotionally uh, vest in the habit and remembering that it's, it's a long-term game. Yes. It's not going to happen overnight, um, even with the investments that my wife and I had. It, for years and years and years, it's like, oh, that's a that's a sucky little amount in there. But after a fashion, it tends to grow. And, you know, when you start to see it get to be money that impresses you, you know, for me, it was $25. <laughs> um, you, you get excited about it, you know, and, and then you start to push on it even more. So that's what I would do. Tell, tell your friend Dave, um, thanks for... Thanks for submitting a question, and uh, you can tell him that you you called him out on the podcast. Will do. I, I and I think uh, with that we need to close today's episode. <laughs> I think it's time. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We got some great stuff coming up in future weeks. Um, we're going to do um, um, a podcast coming up about how to be mentally strong and the characteristics that we think. Uh, Uh, mentally strong people might have. So look for that. We've got a follow-up episode uh, coming up on cutting the cord with Brian Reed. He's got more that he wants to say. So keep listening. This is Dave Hagan, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.
You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.